I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. A little aggressive for Friday, right? This is more Monday, I think. Like, I hate everything. I just want to break stuff music. This is, uh, you get these flipped there, I think. I think he's ready to turn it up this weekend. I think that's that's what I'm taking from it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know, just what was next up in the list. It was certainly something that I was, this is the mindset for a Friday. I think Clint's ready to rage. Rampage, baby. Let's break some rage, windows. Rage, baby. Start some fires. It's Tech Talk on uh, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with uh, Gus and with Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'll have Friendship Girls Basketball as they take on uh, New Home tonight. It's the Chuck Hines Invitational because uh, New Home is involved. And uh, that coverage starts at 6 here on Double T 97.3. How, uh, how are y'all doing? Well, I'm uh, glad it's Friday. Like this week, and there really wasn't a ton of eventful stuff going on for for me personally, but it just felt like it was a slog, man. You know, like when, like on on Wednesday, I was asking myself if it was Thursday kind of week, one of those deals. Just, uh, yeah, um, nothing. Well, you know, my thought, I was trying to make it Wednesday on Tuesday. So no, I got it. That, it's, I, I, I've tried unsuccessfully for about 56 years for the most part, but, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, kind of a grind of a week, but not, a, not in a really, uh, tragic way or anything. Just it's what it was. Sometimes uh, having a home basketball game or something like that in the middle of the week will help split up the proceedings a little bit, but it just felt like as I, as I reflect on it, I'm thinking, man, that, that feels like it was. Five days ago, not two. I just got an email. Oh, wow. Sending myself emails. It's the and, best single ever. Uh, yeah, shout out Blue's Clues. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a Clint Scott original. Um, on Tuesday, November 14th, you were not here. Um, and you might not have been here either. I don't know. Uh, Choice was sitting in on the show. Ouch. And uh, he predicted that Jimbo Fisher would be a hot commodity in the uh, coaching carousel after being dismissed from AM. That's right. I forgot about you. You remember this. Okay, yes. so you were there. He predicted, again, Tuesday, November 14th, that Jimbo Fisher would be hired at either Houston or Baylor. Oh. And uh, we can definitively say that this was wrong because uh, Dave Aranda is still at Baylor, and then Willie Fritz is at Houston. So. And Jimbo Fisher remains unemployed. He's doing fine. Yes. But unemployed. I mean, at, at what point, like, at what what is the wealth level, right, mm-hmm. where you go from unemployed to just rich? You know, like, because mm-hmm. d- does he have a job? No. Is he really, like, unemployed, you know? Wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, uh is that yeah, Jimbo at the soup Probably kitchen relative. over there? Man, yeah, falling falling on hard times. I mean, 
and the answer to that's probably somewhere around doesn't have to work, which, you know, most Division One football coaches, if they've done anything to take care of their money, Division One head football coaches, if they've done that, ascended the ladder, hung around at the top of the ladder for, you know, five, ten years, ought to be able to uh, coast. Not, not saying they want to, but it's like the like Cliff, the conversation we've had about Cliff. If Cliff doesn't ever want to work another day in his life, doesn't have to. Uh, you know, the, most of those guys should have enough money in the bank now. If they want to be mega wealthy, then keep on working. You right. Know, but are they? Are they? Do they have to get up and go? Man, I got to go find a job. We got bills to pay around here. Like no. Maybe. Uh, maybe once you are able to have money work for you. Yep. You're not unemployed. True. Would love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven three. We got a com. We got a caller to the show. Someone calling the Visual Edge IT hotline, talking to Clint right now about wealth. That person dialed eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. You should call Clint as well. <laughs> we need more callers. Um, this somebody wants to know uh, off of Visual Edge IT hotline. If uh, he can uh, collect unemployment, so thankfully I don't know a whole lot about that process. My knowledge is only limited to stuff that I've seen in like pop culture, like movies and TV and stuff. Um, don't you have to like? Doesn't it require you to go on like X number of interviews every week in order to kind of? That's what I thought. Like you had to be yeah. Can actively you trying Jimbo and taking rolling into like a McDonald's or like a Wendy's. You know, like yeah, I just I just need to get an interview to just you know check this <laughs> off my list. Uh-huh. And like, how many people? Especially in that area, thinking someone was playing a joke. Yeah, we got another Jimbo Fisher application. <laughs> Eventually, he starts like changing it up. Like he's you know Jimothy Fisher or James Fisher. Yeah. James, <laughs> James, what's his middle name? Surely we have that on. James Fishburn. We sure it's well, not actually. Yeah, his name is John James Fisher Jr. So he could be Jingleheimer yeah. Schmitz. Aww. He could mess his up all kinds of ways. My name too. Well, oh, just whenever I go out, people always shout. Mm. There goes James Job, Jimbo, <laughs> Heimerschmidt, Amy. Uh, let's see. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I tried to file unemployment, and then I remembered that I am self-employed. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Jimbo Fisher went to uh, went and sat on the toilet this morning. Mm. I wonder if he has a bidet. Uh, I wonder if he has one of those fancy Japanese toilets. Yes. Uh, and saw that he had another $26,000 in his account just like every morning until 2031. Uh, from Sam, I feel like when you have Jimbo money, those people value power over wealth. The power grab is more valuable to them. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with... Gus and Clint. 
Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. Um, John Rossi of the MLB Network reporting today, just about 15 minutes ago, that uh, Shohei Otani is on his way to Toronto. He also says, at this hour, Otani does not have a signed agreement with any MLB team. Uh, what do you make of this, Gus? Um, Otani, we know that he was... Uh, one of one of Otani's visits was to Toronto earlier this week, and uh, along with the Dodgers um, and maybe maybe others, those were the two that I was aware of. And um, you know, this I would describe this as a fairly tight um, free agency process with regard to um, you know not and 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 his agents. He's associated with CAA, mm-hmm. not Boris. The Boris playbook is to to uh, wait till the end and create kind of brinksmanship. You know, try to create some desperation at the end and get the get the bidders ratcheted up and all. Uh, Otani being done with this uh, in early December or mid December, I guess, um, seems to align with you know with who the player is, and uh, I. You know, I, I I I probably wouldn't have guessed Toronto if we'd have been talking about this two months ago. Um, you know, the early smoke was on the Rangers. There was a lot of that kind of right after the season, like because Otani supposedly had a list on which the you know the Rangers' name was located. So, uh, but for whatever reason, um, yeah, apparently his favor in the Blue Jays and you know the blue jays have a fearsome offense already um you know of course the, the whoever signs him or we don't we don't have any signed agreement no no understanding of terms only only people's projections at this point but you're getting the hitter obviously uh otani won't be pitching this year but boy dropping him into the american league east with the uh cuz the blue jays were a playoff team mm-hmm. in the al this year and uh, you know, dropping him in there with that, with that uh, Orioles ball club that won a hundred games, and you know, there's there's Yankee angst like crazy, um, and you know, Red Sox angst, and both. And I, I mentioned those two specifically because they are not afraid to spend. And then we know about Tampa. That's who the Rangers beat in the opening round. And so, I mean, just you know, to drop to drop Otani into that deal. Now the 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 league is is less division centric than ever, and so it's not something that that you would you know that that we would say hey Red Sox you're going to face that guy 19 times and I know the the schedule's got much more balance to it but uh, regardless that's uh, some high priced baseball going on in uh, in the, in that part of the league and boy you can bet if if in fact this is true. If in fact it is true that Otani's going to the Blue Jays, you can bet that the heat is on in New York City with specifically with the Yankees. And you know, early on, it always seemed like there was, uh, you know, oh, he'll he's going to stay on the West Coast, right? Because mm-hmm. you know he's he's a Japanese baseball player, and um, you know, 
historically they they have tended to um you know kind of focus on those west coast teams but like i think toronto makes a ton of sense i mean it is an international city i was just about to say that's an international city yes you know and uh it's not like it's it's probably unlike any city in america um outside of of maybe New York, but New York is just so it's so New York, if that makes sense, that it it kind of I don't know, maybe it's not as international in some ways as yeah. Toronto. But anyway, it's it's a massive story. Um and don't you know there's gonna be some people that have to move to Toronto as a result of this to, to cover him. Yeah. Much like you know, ESPN had a LeBron James beat writer. Yep. I'm guessing that uh, they will probably have someone camped out in Toronto. And, yeah, you're, you're exactly right on the level of, uh, uh, yeah, probably some international focus. Uh, that that has gone from, I wouldn't say zero to 100, but it's gone from, you know, 10 to 100. Um, um because he, you know, Otani, as as Ichiro did, and some of the really prominent Japanese players have had a following, a you know, a, a sort of a gaggle of reporters and photographers that'll follow them um, from from site to site. And I, I don't just mean home games, but that you know, just Japanese reporters. And uh, you know, you would think that Otani, as much as anybody, would attract that level of attention, and. Uh, you know the, the the player Otani was. I'm just looking at his numbers here: 44 homers last year, 20 stolen bases, 95 RBIs, 300 304 hitter. That's the hitter, but that you know that's a you stick him in there. Of course, he'll DH this year. Period. You stick him in there. A couple of hitters behind your your uh, your boy George Springer and Bichette, Vlad Guerrero. I mean that's that's uh, the look of uh, Otani's name on a on a sheet changes uh, changes things in terms of how how uh, you know how you deal with him, and uh, you know the Blue Jays will still have the, uh, the Alec Manoa question. You know Manoa was probably their best pitcher coming into last year and really fell apart, and uh, fell apart to the extent that you know two years ago he pitched in the All Star game and last year he was back and forth. To, to the minor leagues and mess. Of course, we're talking about a former West Virginia pitcher, a guy that's pitched against the Red Raiders a couple of times. But, uh, you know, they feel like in um, Otani this time next year, slotting in behind Kevin Gossman and with, you know, you don't know what they're going to get in Manoa, but they're trying to build around, they're trying to build around this, you know, that, that situation, the Manoa situation. If he gets himself right again, that is a fearsome, rotation and lineup uh but obviously the pitcher otani is a year away somebody says this seems convenient that the smoke signal is being sent up from the agent about two teams with the lowest resources in the al east not buying that one bit lol sorry but going sorry but not going to happen it's to draw in the yankees or boston just a reality you know that uh that seems like a pretty good email to send there gus with regard to this text you're saying it's not gonna emails. It's not gonna happen. Oh, the Blue Jays thing is not gonna happen. Got yeah, it. Okay. I, I assume. Got it. Yeah, I've I've um, 
I mean, it would be it would be good smoke. This this rumor. I mean, because this is believed to be going down now, right uh, today, and even even early this week, as the winter meetings were playing out, the conversation was, "Hey, the Otani thing's going to be done this weekend," and uh, which again, a little bit of a head turner for me, just to you know, because because we're all sort of used to if you follow this. You look at the the Boris oh, list, yeah. and it's you like go, "All right, Boris, March fifteenth, yeah, it's brinksmanship. You know, it's, it's the ultimate in brinksmanship, and you know, to create some desperation and get get dudes to the get teams to the deadline that are going, hey, we've been work, you know, let's I'm, I'm I'm localizing this just so it'll make sense to our listeners, but to take Jordan Montgomery to the edge with the Rangers." Take him right up to the edge with spring training, and then go. Hey, the, I got the Yankees on the line. I got the you know Rangers on the line. Just take it up to create a near desperation level fever pitch. Bump up an extra year into the agreement. Bump up some extra dollars or whatever. Um, it doesn't appear that Otani's doing that, but this will be fun to watch him. Hopefully, over the next two and a half hours. More tech talk next. <clears throat> podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi how are you good afternoon it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with dr mike gustison and clint scott i'm aaron dickens we're joining you today until six o'clock we'll have coverage of friendship girls basketball at that time as they take on new home uh we'd love to get your thoughts and comments today on the yates flooring center chat line at double t 973com maybe one of these days this damn thing will work but it won't be today unreal uh this on the chat line uh not a baseball fan at all but that remark about the Jays having an explosive offense is very interesting. Please explain to me how a game in which the ability to score is predicated on the pitcher being able to throw the ball well enough to get it to the batter can have an offense better than others. Are some batters able to hit at different angles with them having a great offense imply that they play against really bad pitchers and outfields? Baseball. Um, no, I would say it's just more explosive hitters. I mean, more dynamic players. Um, in the same way that we've talked about, you know, a lot of times as we've talked about football this fall, and we've talked about like the tech offense, and and uh, and and not 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 saying this to throw shade, but just sort of a reality of the uh, the fact that we have had to, to you know for mo- for many of our scoring drives, it's a eight play, nine play, ten play, eleven play. That we we've had, and, and and the reason I bring this up is to make the it's a comp I've used, but I talk about our offense the last couple of years have been a lot of singles and doubles hitters. We haven't been able to throw that Xavier Worthy bubble screen and get eighty yards out of it, or to throw that little RPO crossing route. He makes a safety miss, and then it's a foot race that he wins. Uh, so um, the when 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 I would talk about that. It, in, in just in baseball terms, Shohei stealing bases, hitting a bunch of home runs in a lineup with other guys that have a lot of versatility. They're explosive. They've, you know, that 
speed, power, all the things, a lot of different ways to beat you is probably the way I would describe a uh, you know one one offense being better than the others. And of course, you know, baseball is a very numbers oriented game. Whether you want to get as sophisticated and it's not that sophisticated, but whether you want to look at an OPS type number where there's a slugging percentage and on base percentage and those type things, the 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 better the number, the the num the, the better the number of high performance players. If my line, lineup has more high performing players than yours, then you're going to have trouble unless you can offset that with great pitching or you know really stellar defense or something but the yeah in terms of just sheer sheer uh offensive descriptors i would say they're they're uh versatile they can beat you with speed power bludgeon you whatever hope that answers that question what uh if you were fighting in a uh in single combat i do like swords what kind? I mean, and, and bludgeoning was an option. What what <laughs> weapon would you go with? What would be your weapon of choice? Would I got go, a seventeen inch. Would you go sword? Would you go mace? Would you go pull out a seventeen inch or just go you know, clubbing? What, what's the? Uh, I feel like the mace looks really cool, a but flail, but it, or, or a flail fits into looks really cool, but is very impractical. Is that the ball with the spikes in it? Yeah, the flail is the ball on the chain. Yeah, the 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 mace is connected. Yeah, the mace is the the ball on the shaft with spikes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. Ooh, asparagus. I just clarified that. No, yeah. And then you got swords. Please explain more weapons. I would probably go mace. I feel like those would be a little bit lighter to swing around. So yeah. and unless and, and, and it unless, has to be bludgeoning. Well, no, it can be slicing or piercing. Oh yeah, sword like well, a, like see, a like a smaller sword, not like a big. A heavy even a caliber. smaller sword is going to be pretty heavy, and you're going to be pretty tuckered out if you're like three or four swings. Yeah, but you're going to be just as tuckered out and do no, less mace, plausible damage a, with a mace. A mace is uh, a mace is not as heavy. They they move faster, and uh, it, it will definitely hurt you. That's Less reach, it will hurt, but it won't. Like you have a better chance at getting the kill shot in. I feel like sword. we're we're like two rounds away from going Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Think, okay, what blaster would you use? I think one uh, one aspect of the uh, like the bludgeoning deal is. I mean, if it if it's a if it's it sounds great, like. You know, having like what do you call the big thing with the ball, the chain and the ball. And so the, the flail has the the handle with the chain and the ball. Yeah. The Oops. mace is like a club essentially. Yeah. And then the the morning star is a mace that has a ball at the end with spikes coming out. And so, uh, yeah, check my math. If like you want if to. You no, 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 I was, no, I was, I was sorry. My brain was following the description. It, I wasn't doubting you. The the thought of having some big you know thing that could just just knock the crap out of someone's great, but if it's unwieldy and the you know, when all the knights are standing there just lined up, just clubbing each other. Right. If it's unwieldy, you know, you would probably you need to be a big strapping buck if you're gonna be taking that you know, like you would you probably need something a little lighter that you can be nimble with it. Um Gus is about to go brass knuckles. 
Are we armored? Uh, that's, that's, see, that's not. That's probably not. I mean, you can enough, if you want to. That's got enough, not enough heft. That's a different conversation, though, because the more armor you have, the less mobile you are. Right. Well, because I, I would mean, probably go chainmail with with yeah. a lot of leather mixed in. Because if if it's <laughs> if it's not armored, then the brass knuckles. If you get in close, oh, you're yeah. going to have the advantage. I don't know about that, dude. Why not? I don't think brass knuckles would help you very much. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, someone says they would use a scythe. Isn't that a scythe? A scythe? scythe? A scythe. That's what you cut weeds with. Right. It? Yeah, or wheat. Weed cutter. Yeah, yeah wheat cutter. It's the Grim Reaper with his scythe. Um, uh -uh. Rachel says, Actually, this is the nerdiest conversation I've ever heard y'all have, and that's saying a lot. Um, Tracy and Dallas. And I, is, you know what? I cleaned it up actually because I was I had one right there on the tip of my tongue and I, I shut her off. What a scythe? No, no. What was no? We want to know what were you going to throw out? If he the if he reference because we were talking about bludgeoning sure. implements. Uh, F Mary Kill the bludgeoning instruments. <laughs> um, I'm very interested for one of those certainly more than the other two. Well, I mean, I don't know that I would want to <laughs> anything with spikes. So that that probably makes mace. I know that's why you better be careful. You know, uh, and then I I marry the morning star <laughs> because it's it's not it's not you know with with the with the flail you don't know where it's going to go all the time, right? True. Um, very mm. unpredictable. And then I would kill the the flail. So which one for? Uh... The first one? Mace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Gus? Yeah, I asked the question, dude. I don't have to play. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Bobby Hot Dogs, who says, they don't call AD Leather Daddy for nothing. <laughs> Do they call you Leather Daddy? No one does. No one does. I've uh, never even so much as worn a leather jacket, much less any kind of, any other sort of leather. Yeah, same. Uh, we'll have a question from Tracy in Dallas about Taj Brooks next on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Gus, did you get a skinny vanilla latte today? I did not. What? No, no. After all that? You know what? The, 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 uh, the coffee... Uh, shop in in uh at the heart of that discussion has a, a half price thursday thing going on in december and i had been told about that wednesday night oh, that'd be perfect of course naturally i go over there you have to order through the app okay no big deal uh yeah right there when you check out there's a little doodad you got to click on to get the half price thing of course i didn't execute that didn't get the, all the flavor profile right and so the whole and then I walked in here about five minutes late yesterday. That, that's why I was talking about. I just said yesterday was full of mishaps, misfires. Well, you could have redeemed yourself today. I mean, you could have got true. the skinny true. vanilla latte with the correct flavor profile and everything. What, if I, what if I just, uh, how about I just turn it up tonight and uh, try to make up for it? Yeah, there you go. How's that? Uh, Tracy in Dallas says this. Hey, boys. Sorry, I just joined. But my Lubbock sources tell me that Taj is practicing and is going to play in the bowl game. And perhaps even play next year that is correct what is correct 
that he's practicing yeah with the okay. team, and yeah. that he i'd have to reread the text to wordsmith that but I th- that there could possibly be here next year i believe that is true as well yeah i mean as, as far as we know up to this point um he is playing in the bowl game there's been no announcement otherwise um you know we're we're not that far away from it right like they they play a week from tomorrow right they head to shreveport on wednesday and we'll hear some comments from uh, joey mcguire later on in the show so if if he's gonna make a decision to uh, to not play in the bowl game, I mean it, it needs to. I mean you would think it needs to be this weekend or not. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know that his draft stock is to the point where. You know. It, it makes much of a difference. I, I just, and, and again, this is not a, anything against him as a player, right? He's, he's, he's made himself, he has put himself due to his hard work and his execution, his performance uh, in the conversation for one of the best running backs of the, you know, this air raid era, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that, mm-hmm. right? So from Mike Leach to now the last 23 years, um, it's, it's Torian, it's Deandre Washington and it's him in, in whatever order. And if if he was to come back next year, man, that that would be Oof. just as big as the, the the Hutchings and Bradford news last year, right? Um, that that'd be awesome. That would be a day to be celebrated. <laughs> what? I'm just watching this video on this tweet, and it made me laugh out loud. It's there's nothing. Just two dudes in the backyard. It said it's the Steelers' offense. <laughs> dude, just like <laughs> I'm like boy with the homeboy with the orbit with the motion blazer. over here. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> the back. <laughs> hey, you just go home without me. I'll be going. Clint, can you give me for about five minutes? <laughs> At Gus twenty six, you can you can get after that. This and the Yates Flooring Center <laughs> chat line, you're gonna get clapped going up against a mace with brass knuckles. That's what I'm saying. I think if you miss once, then I'm gonna get in a lot more shots. Again, in, in, in this scenario, am I blind? Maybe because I don't. How would I miss you? With with a mace. What are you saying? Presuming that you're because you're you're big. Presuming that you're in in somewhat range. I'm agile like a cat, though. Mm, that's like not a, what I meant when I called you a big. Oh oh, I I misunderstood. My bad. No, I I was just trying to add weapons into the conversation. Okay, I'm not actually going to pick the brass knuckles. Yeah, that would be idiotic. Um, what about nunchucks? I would or hurt my, I would hurt myself before I hurt I the other person. I would end up racking myself for sure. As, no as, <laughs> even as agile as a cat like I am, first swing I'm like knocking myself out or in the nads. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Swing and miss and just I'm a YouTube video waiting to happen. Just wail yourself. There was a, at least twice in my lowly baseball career in which the the weighted bat got me on the back heel like as i'm setting it down to walk up to the mm. plate like swing swing and wham and then 
just hobble up to home plate, and the ump's looking at you, and the other catcher, what'd you do? Uh, Infield in. Just smoked myself. (laughs) It's a lingering injury. I'm pretty tough. I've been playing through it all season. Like if the... uh, this would never happen to Clint, the great collegiate hitter. If you were in Hunger Games and, and the weapon cache dropped at the start, you wouldn't go for brass knuckles, right? Like, you maybe crossbow, but give me a flail or a mace or a morning star, 100%. Is there a box of hand grenades? You walk around carrying a box? <laughs> yeah. Don't, you're just in the Well, and plus, you know? it's like... That's useless in, in a close quarter scenario. Cause you're just going to blow yourself up. Well, I'm not going to get close. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm not going to be like, we're both gone. We both lose. <laughs> Joke's on you. Crazy eye Clint. <laughs> you think you had me? I got both of us. Uh, how about uh, Naquan Tomlin? We talked about that drama a bit throughout the show yesterday. He is now in the transfer portal. Well, that's interesting. Um, but probably not un, um, an unimaginable, unimaginable turn of events there. I mean, with the president more or less putting the kibosh on his tenure there. And we had the uh, Coach Tang had the uh, emotional. Did you think that was sort of a – he had a tweet, which he called yeah, for video. unity on campus. Would you call that a uh, – like a sort of fireside chat. I think he's done that. Like Has he calls he? it hanging with Tang. Yeah. I think and he's just kind of sitting in a chair at half court, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, are they all it's more like the, a, the purple it's a small sofa? Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Your sarcasm is noted. Um. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, like mid-century modern type sofa. Pretty slick. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, Paolo has this question. Uh, of the guys in the portal, do y'all think a one-on-one interaction with Joey McGuire in a quiet hallway would be awkward? No. Um... In fact, uh, a, a lot of conversation took place at the media availability following practice today about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, I think it was Don Williams who asked the question. Of course, Don with the Avalanche Journal that asked the question of Coach McGuire about uh, portal players. And I think I think Don's question point had to do with looking over there and watching Shuck and Nehemiah Martinez playing catch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sort of how do you handle this situation? For example, there's two guys over there, and, and you know, Coach McGuire gave a long answer about his, you know, the fact that they've been players here, and unless they're leaving in 
bad turn, you know, or criminal deal or something, yeah, or whatever, bad in in a bad standing with the program or something that he supports him. And he said that a lot that he, he, I I don't think that it's lip service when he says, Hey, I tell those guys I'm here to help them, you know, like I'll help them get somewhere else. And, and, uh, you know, how these things can be difficult because the player thinks, Hey, I think I've got something lined up here. Okay. I'll make a call for you. And then as he said, you know, 800 and a or whatever the number he used, but you know, suddenly there's 800 guys in the portal and maybe the initial interest that they thought they had to go somewhere else has cooled a little bit or, Hey, we got eight other tackles we're talking to, you know, and now, now our, but I, you know, so I don't, the answer to all of that is I don't think so. I think he's, uh, I mean, he, and, and it's even being reported. And I think I mentioned this yesterday, but, um, that, that Loic plans to play in the bowl game. Loic Fungi does, um, and, and that that avenue is is still open to him. Whether that means he's going to do a bunch at receiver, I don't know. But he 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 had a monster special teams game against the University of Houston mm-hmm. this year, and uh, you know has been has been applauded for his uh, play on the special teams this year. I'll I'll go one um, one further there. I, I don't know that McGuire has ever had an awkward interaction with anybody that's in a, a hallway great point. that's a great point you know like mm-hmm. I, I just think that he is um y- now you never know right like you you never do know about really anybody in public how they you know quote unquote really are um because like for you know ellen the dinner uh, jesus ellen degeneres rather um you know portrays this kind of happy-go-lucky, very cheerful cheerful person on television and then was apparently a nightmare to work with, right? You probably never would have guessed that. Um, but, I mean, I, I would have a hard time thinking that McGuire isn't exactly who he looks like he is, right? you know, in terms of, of press interaction and press conferences and interviews and all those things. I, I think that he is just relentlessly positive. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that he's not a realist or can't, uh, acknowledge or, or understand when things aren't working right, or they need to be, need to be changed or something. Um, but he's always going to put a positive spin on it when, uh, when dealing with the public, I think. So I, uh, note about a, uh, former tech assistant, Jake Brown. How about that? Yeah. The new OC at UTEP. Yeah, very cool. He's been on uh, Sonny Cumbie's staff, and he was here um, in 2021. He was part of that the the final year of the Matt Wells regime as an analyst when those guys were, you know, the midseason transition took place. He moved into a full-time coaching spot and uh, right up into, uh, you know, offensive coordinator. That the, the other one that was interesting, and I was just reading through some of the coaching tree stuff on John Summerall, who's the – Coach that goes from Troy to Tulane to take the place of Willie Fritz. Um, only 40, 41 years old, whatever. But he uh, he was an assistant at Troy under Neil Brown. So a couple of connections there. And there's a uh, it's a it's a pretty big hire because I mean you're going from Troy, which I think had won the last two Sun Belt championships. Where Summerall was already the highest paid head coach in the league, yeah. they 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 you know upon hearing about 
the Tulane offer, they went back and said, hey, we'll, we'll pay you $1.4 million a year or whatever and give you a much bigger staff budget. And then, you know, Tulane was able to kind of money whip them. Um, it's, it's interesting because the, the American, while it's certainly a step up probably from the Sun Belt, I don't know that it's dramatically a step up. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how he does and if you can kind of continue the momentum that, that Willie Fritz brought that place. Yeah. And, uh, given his age, I would think he would be, if, if he does continue it and carry it on for two or three good years, I would think he is a, uh, a rising name in the industry. Who knows? Long, and it, supposedly he was a finalist for the Duke job as well on that list. Yeah. Manny, and he was a finalist for the Mississippi state job. I mean, ah, he, he's okay. a, uh, he is in whether he's at Troy or Tulane, he is in the SEC coach waiting room. You know, like that's and and maybe that's the value of going to Tulane is that you're going to a good situation. Um, it's a, a relatively high profile group of five job, and um, it kind of resets your clock because mm-hmm. you, you'd already won, I think, twenty games, twenty one games in two years at Troy. How much better could you do? Um. And this way you can kind of just start fresh again. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, Seth Dagey is the new offensive coordinator at Marshall. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, it's great. That's very cool. I think that's two former Friendship Tigers that are running FBS offenses. Are there more? And and it's, he was the Dagey brother, that, but he never took a snap at Right. Because he kept, didn't he knee pop injuries. ACLs yeah. both years? and Yeah. Uh, and I thought we had, didn't we, did we not cover that a couple of days ago? I thought we had on Seth. We did. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure that wasn't n- new information because I, I felt like we had uh, touched on that the other day. Really happy for him. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.